Welcome to the Taylor Method for Pain-Free Living, a podcast that features enlightening conversations with experts in the medical field that helps to improve the health and well-being of those suffering from chronic pain due to injury. Learn from leading authorities the questions you should be asking to experience pain-free living. Hosted by father and son, Dr. Derek Taylor and Dr. Hudson Taylor, and joined by industry professionals in the health field, including doctors of integrative medicine and personal injury attorneys. All right, welcome to the Taylor Method for Pain-Free Living podcast. My name is Dr. Hudson Taylor, and today we have Dr. Derek Taylor on the show as well. Today, we are going to be discussing the ins and outs of back pain. And Dr. Taylor, um, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the root hidden causes of back pain? Well, back pain is pretty prevalent. I think it's the bread and butter of what most chiropractors treat in their offices. Uh, we've been successfully treating it for uh, decades now. And back pain, when people come in, the interesting thing is that a lot of people have no idea where it's coming from, right? You see that in your office as well. They're just, you know, I have back pain, but they're not sure why. And some of those hidden causes are, um, you know, things that are done in their regular activities of daily living, their mattress that they're sleeping on, the workstation that they're sitting at, the shoes that they're wearing, the um, activities that they're doing, the exercises that they're incorporating, all these things, people are sabotaging their backs and they don't even realize it. Um, because of all these just little hidden uh, things that are involved in their activities of daily living that is mm -hmm. causing them to experience flare-ups and discomfort and imbalances in that lower back. Right. And with, with your patients that you see who have back pain, you know, is this something that they usually have for a while before they come into the yeah, office? Yeah, a lot of times or? people that have had back pain, they've already had a, back, a bout of low back pain at some other point somewhere in their life. So yeah. typically, if, if you've injured your back at some point in your life, it's almost inevitable that in the future, you're going to have another episode of low back pain to some degree or another. Hmm. And so when that back has been um, damaged and uh, you have scar tissue in that area, it's just prone to be re-injured again especially if stress builds up in their life. And so, yeah, it's pretty common to see that. Of course, you have the traumatic causes of low back pain. Somebody has a fall, it's a car accident, sports injury. Uh, something happens, they're lifting and then they throw it out. But then you have the activities of, that, are, that are more micro trauma, not the macro trauma, but the micro trauma, just sitting at a desk daily, just the imbalanced shoes that they're wearing, or improper shoes that they're wearing. Um, uh, just that the sedentary lifestyle, they doing the wrong activities again, as I mentioned before, and just um, even sitting too long or they're driving too long or those those start to build up. And then you have these micro tears in the, in the muscles and then that can cause them to have low back pain. Mm. As well. And, you know, out in Florida there, you have a lot of golfers out there and a lot of pickleball players so you know is back pain something common that you see with those with those yeah. people who play golf and pickleball yeah as you learn in school as well as i do that one of the worst things you can do for the low back disc is that you can is flexion with rotation and that's what they're doing as they're yeah. golfing a lot that mm -hmm. shearing force on the disc is really really hard on the disc there so that's it creates an issue 
course pickleball running on those hard courts, that jarring motion, the quick starts, quick stops, um, bending over the net as far as they're hitting, that can aggravate the low back as well. So mm. activities are good. We want to always encourage people to be doing their favorite sport, but then they also have to, have to they're going to have to just keep in mind that when you're doing those activities, you're going to be creating scar tissue in the soft tissues of the lower back. If you're doing these chronic repetitive motions and you're going to have to see, do some type of upkeep to keep that functioning at its best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's two, uh, two things I want to ask you of number one, arthritis is pretty common in the low back, right? Yeah. Like the, a golfer will come in or a pickleball player and they'll say, Hey, I've had x-rays of my, of my low back, for example. And the doctor said, I have a lot of arthritis, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and I'm really worried about the future, or, you know, the future of my pickleball or golf, golf girl, let's take golf, for example. So what would you, how would you, um, what would you say to a golfer who has really bad low back arthritis? And, you know, what, what advice would you give him? And what, what could you potentially do for him or her? Yeah. So with arthritis depends, you know, when somebody comes in with arthritic changes or degenerative changes in the low back and in the disc, you're going to see they're going to be in the form that's mild, moderate, or severe. Whatever it is you want to do is you want to slow down the progression of that arthritic changes that are happening in the lower back. And this happens with, you know, care that you need to the lower back. Why does it become arthritic and why does it become problematic in the first place? So here's the low back here. And you have this action called imbibition, which hydrates and nourishes the disc. When vertebrae gets stuck and now you no longer have that, then the disc starts to dis, dis, uh, degenerate and starts to get smaller. And then that puts more pressure on the nerves where the, uh, where the nerves exit from that intervertebral foramen or IVF, that hole that comes out from the low back. Mm. And so by getting care here and making sure that things are moving well in the low back, you can prevent that from progressing at a faster rate where it's going to degenerate quicker. So this is our models here for low back here. We have a wow. healthy disc that's normal. Phase one of degeneration is when that disc starts to get a little bit smaller. Phase two is when it starts to go to further um, decrease along with starting to develop spurs. And phase uh, three is when it's bone on bone, and then there's no room for that nerve to leave at all. And then this becomes more like a fusion, setting you up for like a back surgery. So how does this all, this progression start? Well, typically somebody injures their back, right? When they're younger and it starts um, that disc now, bone gets stuck, it's not moving well, or let's say they're in a car accident that's not treated properly. They have this whiplash incident where they shear the fibers here from the disc it like loses blood supply and then it just starts to slowly degenerate so if you can keep that moving and get uh therapy and energy to that area you can really slow that process down in the first place so the first thing i tell people that have arthritic changes and their their backs are bad sometimes there's a genetic component so i say Hey, if you have kids and injure their back, hey, you gotta, you, you're thinking about the future here for your family. You want to make sure that you're staying, you're, if you're prone to this and your family's prone to that, you want to make sure that you're getting consistent, maintaining chiropractic care 
to keep that. I don't know anything else that's going to make that work better as far as function and functionality uh, than getting regular chiropractic care and treatments to help to uh, keep that at its functioning at its best so it doesn't degenerate, right? Right. So, but if, if it is at that point, then what we want to do is prevent that just from, we want to slow down the progression of that degeneration and preserve it as well, well as we can to have, so it functions at its best. And that's done through the chiropractic care and the various uh, technology we use to help the low back function well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned um, injuries that happen when someone's younger, right? Mm -hmm. So real, real quick, what are some of those injuries that you see if someone, oh, someone but think about it as a kid, you know, how many times do you yeah. fall monkey bars or you know, okay. they play sports or, you know, they're roughhousing with their siblings and they, they take a slip, they take a fall. Kids yeah. are resilient. They bounce back. You're, you're, but, or, you know, how many times have I seen people that like ride horses, for example? Oh, yeah. I remember falling off a horse when I was 15 years old. Never went to a chiropractor. Now they're, you know, 25 years old and they're already showing signs of degeneration or they're 35 and that's their back looks 10, 20 years older than it should be. Mm -hmm. That could have easily been prevented had they received chiropractic care right off the bat. Right. So, yeah, not, so not. Like, that's the, that's critical. That's why if you have an injury right off the bat, you get care, you get, get that treated and taken care of. Yeah. yeah it save you a lot of heartache in the future. I'm sure so not. See, I'm sorry. I'm sure you see that a lot as well in practice. Right. Right. So number one, not getting those injuries treated when you're young, letting, letting it fester as one ages. Right. Yeah, right. And then number two, you mentioned car accidents, right? So what are some of the, what are the dangers of, of, you know, what happens during a car accident? What should someone do uh, right after they get in a car accident? Well, let's say, for example, you're, you're in a car accident and you have a whiplash here. You know, you, you have this back and forth. And so yeah. you're going to have damage to those soft tissues. And so it's just really, it's, they're, it's super easy to fix if you get in like the day of the accident, right? Yeah. What do people do? They'll go to the ER and they'll give them a neck collar or they'll give them some muscle relaxants, painkillers and say, rest, you'll be fine in a couple of weeks. Meanwhile, after a couple of weeks, the problem hasn't gotten better. It's only, I mean, it's probably less intense, but now it's become more chronic, more compensation patterns develop. And now it sets them up for having just chronic uh, future issues there with the neck or the back. And so and then, like I mentioned before, if it's bad enough, it can shear that disc here, inhibiting and affecting the blood supply to that. And then that's when that starts to decrease. So just making sure that's healing properly, giving the tension that it needs so that it's, things are in balance, the bone's not out of alignment, pressure's off of the nerve, things are functioning well, it makes a huge difference for somebody's recovery and their overall health. Mm -hmm. And then number three, you mentioned, uh... Family history, right? So someone comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I have a lot of back pain. I have arthritis. And guess what? My mom and dad had really bad arthritis too. What would you tell them in that scenario? Are, is it hopeless? Or no, are... absolutely not. No, you just, you know, a lot of times uh, if you have a genetic predisposition to a weakness there, you know, in the hips or the lower back, then, you know, that, that should be a, that should be letting you know, Hey, I, I need this. I need to take care of this. I need to not neglect it. Otherwise it's going to, the history is going to repeat itself. Hmm. So just knowing that and getting, you know, proper care with the right exercises and treatment 
And that little easy upkeep and maintenance can make a big difference in somebody's outcome when they, as they age and the decades move on as far as just feeling well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Taylor, you uh, kind of covered this in your last and the other podcast on plantar fasciitis and proper footwear and proper arch supports. But, you know, do you also find that a lot of low back problems can also come from the feet? Yeah. Well. And that's what, you know, as we mentioned earlier, yeah, your feet, uh, like, in, first of all, they need to be wearing the proper shoe wear. And so mm-hmm. putting that aside, though, you want to evaluate your feet and the arches of the feet. As we age, those arches will start to drop, especially as we put weight on, that's going to put more pressure on that, the, the, the feet. And so if those arches drop, then you're going to have some imbalances there uh, as far as the in regards to your feet, as far as the imbalances that it can cause in the any joints up above, the ankles, the knees, the hips, the low back, even the mid back, shoulder and neck. So your feet are the foundation of your spine. If your arches start to drop and you start to lose, let's say your lateral longitudinal arch drops and your anterior transverse arch drops, that's gonna put compromise on the feet, which is gonna affect things out. And you have you start to develop a structural problem and no matter how many adjustments you get to try to take care of this, if you don't balance out the foundation with the feet, uh, you know, you're really going to be at a disadvantage of really gaining some headway and ground on this. You're just going to need to keep going to the chiropractor over and over again when all sometimes what you really need is just a simple evaluation of your feet and getting in the right custom spinal pelvic stabilizers with maybe a lift to balance things out. It can make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Somebody is off and you take an x-ray and their hip is off like uh, five millimeters, just putting a little bit of a lift on that can balance that out and really preserve the low back and prevent it from wearing out much quicker and bring immediate relief at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to someone, you know, what, what is a couple of things, what's a good mattress to use for sleeping? You have patients that ask you about like sleeping and back pain and mattresses. And then number two, what would you say about chairs and sitting? Yeah. So with mattresses, I, uh, you know, we've been looking at a lot of different mattresses over the years. I really like the sleep level mattress, sleep level. Um, it is a, you know, uh, it's recommended by the American Chiropractic Association. What I like about it, there's not a lot of metal coils in there. So it's not attracting EMFs. Uh, it's not outgassing any toxic material. It's all natural. And what I love about them is they have a 365 day guarantee. So, I mean, what mattress company lets you try it out for a year? And if you don't like it, you can return it. Can you say that name again of the name of the company? Sleep Level. And if they mention our office um, that sent them, they'll give them a discounted rate on that mattress. And, uh, but I think it's great. If you just got to find the right one and that makes a a big difference. Um, So your mattress though really makes a, uh, a big difference. Let's say you, you can't afford another mattress. One of the things you can do just to, to make it a little bit firmer is just getting a three quarter inch piece of plywood board and put it between the mattress and box springs. Sometimes that might be enough to help out if your, your mattress is a little bit on the softer side because it's on that box spring below, which is not good. Hmm. So um, those are some tips there for, I mean, you spend eight hours, 30 of your life sleeping, you want to make sure you have a good supportive mattress. And then in regards to sitting, 
Yeah, you know, um, it's good that you're ergonomically, you're 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 balanced. Your your legs are at a ninety degree angle. Your 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 shoulders and as your hands are on the keyboard are not up like this because uh, you know your chair is too low. So you want that balanced out. We often tell patients, "Hey, take a picture of you at your workstation working," and we can look at that and evaluate that and see if that's ergonomically going to be balanced and helpful or not. But that's really mm -hmm. important, getting a good supportive chair and uh, making sure that low back is supported. Right. Uh, when you're at your workstation, make sure everything's at the right proper height and all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what would you say? So you have the, the very common, common things that we talked about, old injuries, arthritis, uh, you know, mattress, um, sitting footwear uh tight muscles what are some of the other um maybe not so common or kind of missed uh hidden causes of back pain that you've seen well a lot of times uh the food they're eating right okay the food <laughs> so yeah. if they're eating inflammatory foods that's going to mm -hmm. create inflammation in the joint and cause low back pain in fact i just patient i just had here uh was um in the office. Um, he was been doing well. He came in for some knee pain. Um, initially he had a, a, a total knee replacement and that was causing him pain even after the knee replacement that, and he couldn't shake it after a series of treatment that's gone. And now mm. what has showed up, he, he was doing really well. And then he says past few days, um, my back has been bothering me. I said, well, did you do anything different you've been working in the garden or injure it he says nope so if somebody's got back pain and there's been no trauma or any physical reason that they've you know caused for that low back pain then you got to look at other things like diet right so he said well yeah i went to he's usually like gluten-free and uh, i'm you know eats really healthy and he went to this um uh this rest this restaurant that it's not wasn't american food it was more um what do you call that it's it, it's not your it's not wasn't american food it was um from i think it was anyway it was from a different country and they had a lot of pita and so oh, mediterranean that, no it wasn't mediterranean but um yeah. it it was um ethnic food i'm just thinking of it in general term it was just an ethnic restaurant and uh he had a lot of pita and and he had some low uh, you know he's been having low back pain over the past couple of days so i'm wondering mm -hmm. if that um and so sometimes you can be eating foods that what is it too if if it doesn't make any sense um why do I have this back pain? It's something, sometimes the food that they can be eating and that can show up anywhere immediate from immediately, like 20 minutes later to 24 hours later to 72 hours later, right? So it's kind of hard to diagnose, but yeah. your foods make a big big difference as far as a hidden cause. Also some hidden causes or some EMF, um, their, okay. their EMFs can be a hidden cause of low back pain and stress to the body, especially if somebody's EMF sensitive, yeah. right? You have a mental or emotional stress. You know, mm -hmm. they, they have a argument with their spouse or whatever that can flare things up and create issues for them, or they're more, more under the gun at work. And so um, sometimes it could be tied in with side effects from the medication that they're taking. Like let's take, they're, they're taking a statin drug, right? 
statins can, uh, we've seen that people have low back pain as a result of them being on Lipitor. And then the side effects of that is, you know, that's muscle pain causing some issues there. Mm-hmm. So um, those are some common hidden causes for low back pain. Mm-hmm. What would you say about, um, and uh, last couple questions here, um, you know, what would you say about um, sleep and, you know, vitamin D intake, maybe sun and sleep? So oh. sleep is super important. It made sure again, like we talked about the mattress earlier here. And uh, also if there are, depends on what position they sleep in when they're, they're back sleeper, side sleeper, stomach sleeper. They're yeah. a side sleeper. One thing that they can do is just put a little pillow between their legs as it takes pressure off of the knee instead of the 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 knees clamping together like that. Especially if it's a woman, their their hips are a little bit wider, and they don't have the support underneath the knees while they're lying on their slide side. That can cause low back pain. So putting a little yeah. pillow is helpful. Um, if they lie on their back, um, sometimes putting a little pillow underneath their legs may be helpful. Mm. Um, in regards to vitamin D, yeah, getting out in the sun, um, making sure that you're getting, you know, it's good to get grounded walking barefooted on the beach or in grass. Mm. That's helpful. Just help take some of the stress out with the low back. Um, and, um, all those things, anything that you can do to enhance the overall health and lower your stress levels is going to take, can help take pressure off the low back. So, you know, just talking with you, I mean, you just see, look, you know, low back pain is such a chronic and festering issue, like in America. And after talking about all these different root causes with you and stuff like that, it's like, no wonder why it's kind of a stubborn, complex issue. Well, uh, one thing that we didn't so many factors, you know, one thing we didn't mention is like just the scar tissue. Where do you see scar tissue that's hidden? That's not even related, do you think, with the low back that can be causing? I mean, you know what, it can come from a lot of different places, you know, the hips, it can come from the shoulders, the hips, the neck, you know, the hip, the, the frontal, the abdominal region, you know, the hamstrings, the quadriceps, any, anywhere, because the low back, every, every part of the body connects to it in some way, you know, and a big one is the glutes, you know, the glutes, you know, and just, and sometimes, as you know, that scar tissue can be become so embedded in in those tissues, you have to go in deep to get it out. And and sometimes it's tied in with again, we talked about the feet, you know, the imbalances on the feet. And, yeah. And so they have these imbalances that's creating scar tissue, especially if they're a jogger or they walk a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh so and they're imbalanced. So yeah, all these things, the scar tissue, the hidden scar tissue is a probably one of the biggest causes of the low back pain Mm -hmm. that it's not properly addressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, Dr. Taylor, in closing, would you have anything else to say about uh, any additional causes of low back pain or any um, other um, things that you can start doing to, to get your low back on the right track? Yeah. Well, I think it's good just to get an overall, you know, evaluation to see what's causing low back pain. If somebody does have that, um, it's just good to get maintenance in regards to keeping that the vertebra and all lined up properly. 
it's good to make sure that you're cutting back on a lot of the grains and breads and for some people, maybe it's dairy or some other inflammatory food that needs to be discovered as well, eating cleaner and more vegetables, organic fruit, produce, and clean meats, fats, good fats. All those yeah. are really beneficial. Getting, a, like you mentioned, the proper sunlight, exercise, activity, being sedentary, sitting is the new smoking. So trying to avoid sitting for long periods of time. If you are going to be sitting down, get up pretty frequently every 20 minutes or so, stretch your back out, move around. That's critical. Um, making sure that you're wearing good, proper shoes. Don't go cheap on the shoes. Make sure you're wearing a good pair and proper pair. That will be helping things. And exercising. You know, there's certain exercises you can do that will help the low back, knee to chest, bridges, pelvic tilts, um, stretching out the glutes, stretching out the quads are often a big thing. All these things are big factors. Uh, I think if you do these things, uh, you can really keep low back pain, something that doesn't even exist in your life because you'd be feeling so good. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Mm. So, I mean, I injured my back. That's what got me into chiropractic. I injured my back really bad at age 17 and I could, it was debilitating. Couldn't, couldn't move. I mean, it was in really bad shape. And I even have a spondylolisthesis at L5 in that area discovered later on. So I have a predisposition now to back pain. And since then, uh, since I've been getting chiropractic care over the past um, 40 years or so, I have not had one episode really of low back pain um, because just regular chiropractic care just prevents that from happening. And mm. so... I mean, it makes it, it makes really lowers your chances of it happening. And that's been the case for myself. So I'm thankful that, um, you know, these therapies that we do and the treatments really just keep back pain, a thing of the past and keeping you functioning at your best because you know, it's debilitating. You have low back pain. It's right in the middle of your body. Yeah. Hard to do anything. You know, you, you can injure your arm or your leg still function, but it's your low back, man. It just, it can wipe you out. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so you got to take care of it, make sure it's functioning at its best if you want to experience optimal health. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that, Dr. Taylor. And, and this is a really good discussion. For all of you who um, may be struggling with low back pain, um, I, we hope that all this information help, uh, has been really helpful, um, at least just incorporating one of the practices, working on addressing maybe your mattress or your footwear or you know your diet, um, take one of them and start applying it today. Um, any additional questions, reach out to, to Dr. Derek Taylor um, uh, or myself. And um, with that said, um, looking forward to next time. Thank you for listening to the Taylor Method for Pain-Free Living podcast. For more information about the Taylor Method and how you can find lasting pain relief, visit www.drderektaylor.com. That's www.drderektaylor.com.